Where do you think they were dipping from? From their butt or from the bowl? You are like the worst lactose intolerant person. Thank you. No matter how nice a restaurant is, there's always going to be gum under the table. No, I don't think brunch people are New Year's Eve people. Brunch people don't go out at night. Welcome to Table Wine with an H. H for... Heroin. (laughs) I was thinking more like ho. (laughs) Figures. This is a podcast where we chat about working in restaurants. I'm Alison. And I'm Pierre. Does the world need another podcast? Well, we've had COVID. We have global warming. I thought putting my voice on record is not far off, so why not? I like the sound of my own voice, and you have terrible things to say that are highly entertaining, so uh, let's just put the two together. All right, Pierce, I'm also thirsty. Is there something... uh, What are we drinking? What did you get? I thought, well, you had the idea of drinking mimosas, and which I quite like because it is Sunday after all, and Sundays are made for mimosas. I didn't want to go and buy anything, so I had a bottle of Canadian sparkling wine, of course. (laughs) At any point, I will always try to just shove a little bit of Nova Scotia into other people's worlds. So this is exactly what we're drinking. So it's a sparkling wine from Nova Scotia from Benjamin Bridge. They are a little winery. They're kind of like the king of sparkling wine in Nova Scotia. You've heard all of this stuff before, and I love saying it again. I know. Nova Scotia is amazing. It's a beautiful place, and I'm a champion of it always. We have some conflict here. You got yourself uh, squeezed uh, juice uh, smooth, and mine has uh, juicy bits. Yeah. I feel like mine is more organic. Well, I just, uh, I don't like the bits. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the bit. <laughs> Can you turn the fan off at the top? Yeah, good. So, so yeah. we don't even agree about what kind of OJ? No, well, I don't like the... I think the bits are gross. I'm not a fan. Okay, well, let's agree. Let's see if we even agree on what goes in first. Oh, well, I would do... I would probably always do the wine first because I want to make sure that there is a good amount of wine before I top it up with the orange juice. I want good alcoholic content. Mimosas, you know what? I think this is one of those things that people forget about. They're actually so delicious. Oh, wait, no. No bits No bits. No bits, thank you. Just booze. Mm. We did both go with no name brands, though, yeah? I was going to do, when I was at Little today, I was going to get some of the fresh-pressed orange juice that you can get there. And then... I just thought that that was probably too much work. And if you were going to pick up the orange juice, you wouldn't do the same thing. So I actually think Alison is wrong. If you do the booze first, then it just doesn't mix very well. So I'm humoring you and I'm Hmm. doing it. So why do you do the orange juice first? Because it's the heavier. Otherwise you kill all the bubbles. Hmm. Hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm I'm going halfway in between. I'm layering. Okay, controversial. I like it. So OJ... Get the sound of the bubbles pouring into the glass. Beautiful. You didn't even cheers me. I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm thirsty. (laughs) Cheers. Mm, Cheers. But look at all the bits in your glass now already. It looks like the, it just looks like a hot mess. Well, we've all got bits in our lives. (laughs) At least mine are in the glass. Yeah, we're on quite a kick at work with the mimosas, like an end of the night drink. At the end of the night, I mean, you're destroyed. 
and tired. And I rarely want something really, really strong, although there's certain nights that call for that. But this is like, it doesn't feel like you're really having so much alcohol. Basically, what Alison is trying to say, she's a terrible manager <laughs> who likes to use flat bubbly wine and expired orange juice that mm. is actually fizzy. And the staff won't even know. Well, I mean, whatever. It's just a mimosa at the end of the day. And whatever ends up in the glass, I like it. And what, what's your favorite staff drink, if you could ever choose? I would say always a glass of wine. But whatever I'm going to have depends on the day. But I have been having martinis lately. Martinis? <laughs> yeah. I know, right? Because I just want something that's really effective and just goes straight to Where the system. Where do you work? <laughs> I'll never tell. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's nice. It's just like something strong hits the spot. And you? Um, I've actually never seen you have a staff drink. I really always like to just have whatever the, you know, sometimes guests return a, like a glass of wine because it's mousy or because it's faulty. And that's my favorite kind of wine. So I was always on the lookout for that returning bottle of wine i think that's my favorite mm, an old glass of wine <laughs> a mousy disgusting glass of wine that's been sat you know in the back of the kp section all day mm. wow <laughs> really selling it yeah we should talk about sunday service a juicy or smooth oj wasn't like the only thing with the cigarette on mm. i think sunday service is the other i love it yeah i absolutely love working it. but i just i just never understand it everybody's in a bad mood you already know it can't get any worse it's great like that you already have worst case scenario on you chose this as the first topic and i love that you chose it as the first topic because it is something that we deeply disagree on so reasons i despise sundays i'm working on a sunday um so that's reason number one reason number two is the people and I mean, we'll sprinkle in... It's not a, very judgmental, <laughs> is it? I'll sprinkle in, you know, a few other things here and there. But just to summarize, reason number three would be it always means there's a deep clean. In restaurants, Sundays are for deep cleaning, unfortunately. And however many times people come up with these ideas about spreading out the cleaning duties across multiple days of the week... I've tried. I've tried every solution. It just doesn't work. Sundays are the one day that, you know, you just need to get it done because you're usually closed early. Uh, well, I hope that wherever you work, you are not open for a Sunday dinner because that is a hard shift to work. But anyway, most a lot of other places are not open for Sunday dinner. And so you use that time instead to do all of the terrible little cleaning duties. I had the pleasure of working for you before, and you have the most intense deep clean Sunday list. It can be awful, but it needs to be done. And Sunday is like a lethargic, lethargic day of meditation, you know? Whatever. Like, it does need to be done, but I mean, you know, it just doesn't make it any, it doesn't make it any easier. And it's surprising how dirty things get in a week, and well, you do have to do it. No matter how nice a restaurant is, there's always going to be gum under the table. Actually, the worst thing you could ever do in hospitality is when you work somewhere where they ask you to clean the toilet as part of your duties. Mm. One time, this one person left us a message oh written on the walls. I mean, that, okay, but was this on that, a Sunday? That was on a Sunday morning. <laughs> 
which was really uh, very interesting. I mean, I know you I mean, said you that like, keeping it. is positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you had to like read a very like instructive and uh, rather rude message. Written in written, poo. Written in poo. <laughs> um, with somebody's finger. And it was clear that it was their finger. Because, you know, it was like heavily brown and then it wore off as the finger finished each letter. And when the back for a second dip and a third dip, kind of very Shakespearean, let's say. Where do you think they were dipping from? From their butt or from the bowl? <laughs> I never thought about it. I think, but I think judging by this dry texture, you know, because it was very like, it kind of stuck to the wall, like, you know, like mud. I would say, um, I would say from their butt. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, or now, maybe they were using it like a crayon. <laughs> I don't think it was crayon because that was a. First of all, there were other circumstances. One of them being the smell, another being another present that they left next to the toilet, and this was not a very spacious toilet, guys. But I thought uh, out of all of this, it was so much fun going on the floor and thinking, one of you people, one of you demons, has done this. I'll never know. And I'm looking at all of you and probably you're going to be looking at me thinking, have they found it? So... Do you think it's like a kink? I don't, don't want to think it's a kink. I think I'd rather think somebody was just really, really crazy. I prefer that, you know? I don't hear about sexy stuff. <laughs> I want to I know that you're so <laughs> unhappy with the world, so sad and angry that it drove you to do this. I, if I, you know, I want to hear sadness and disappointment more than King. Um, the message? King, you have to say no, at I least... Can't. You have to describe was, something about was, the, the sentiment no, it, of the message. I, I'll repeat what I said. It was very rude, but very instructive. Huh. It told us to do something to them. <laughs> and I will leave it at that. And the present beside the toilet? No, it was a poo. Oh, so they're being poo in the oh toilet. You know, take everything away, Alison. Your hurtful Canadianisms remain. So it was just not in the toilet at all. There was some in the toilet. A nice kind of emoji type structure by the toilet. And if the only way I can be descriptive of this beyond what I've already said is there's not enough space to squat between the toilet and the wall. So I don't know how they managed to get this perfect kind of spiral-like kind of eclair structure. Oh, now I can never have another you know? eclair. I'm sure you will. Thinking about that, no. Oh, well, you have a dairy allergy anyway, so no. you're welcome. <laughs> and then also the that wall stop description. <laughs> I will continuously torture myself if the sweet is good enough. As well, long as I don't have to see any boys later in the day and I'm not at work. Uh, so Alison's trying to tell us that she has a lactose allergy, which drives her to be, um, potentially, that could have been you. Yeah, I don't think that uh, what you're what you've described is uh, a very controlled, chaotic moment for somebody. Yeah. If you have a lactose intolerance, it, it doesn't go that way if you have <laughs> <Yeah>. lactose. <laughs> But anyway, sometimes some things are still worth it, and uh, I will happily torture myself for a tub of Ben & Jerry's cookie dough ice cream. But that is a night where I'm at home 
watching movies and plan on not seeing anybody. You are like the worst lactose intolerant person. Thank you. You eat anything and everything in front of you. I've never seen... I've seen Alison sit down with a plate of cheese, having mm. just turned down a hundred things for being lactose intolerant. <laughs> because if I have my choice and it's like, okay, I will obviously, if I have the choice, take the choice. Because in that moment, I'm thinking clearly and I know I shouldn't have the lactose. So yes. But then if you put something in front of me, I have no self-control, actually. Yeah. That's the thing. I know how good it tastes and I want it in my mouth. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> dear listeners, go home to your families and children and tell them you love them. I think I've probably had some of the worst services on a Sunday. And I mean, I probably have something to do with that because I am also the one who is cranky as and trying, you know, to seem like I am okay being there. Uh, but I'm sure that you can smell that underneath <laughs> whatever show I'm putting on. I don't care what's going on. I don't care how good of a sleep I've had, how amazing the guests are on the day, how lovely the vibe is in the restaurant, whatever. I don't care. I hate it just because I'm at work on a Sunday and the people that come in on a Sunday are just a really odd breed. Catch your breath, Most Allison. of the time. <laughs> so the, the vibe is never good. The stuff are never good. The guests are never good. I'm trying to find positives, okay? I'm there are trying- none. That's why it's good. <laughs> but this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> why This actually annoys me so much that you think that Sundays are... You always say this, though, like, it's interesting because the people are interesting. It's basically like the worst case scenario of everything coming to be worst case scenario mm-hmm. together. First of all, like you never ever have Saturday night off and work Sunday. Somehow it's always as if by the law of hospitality, I don't know, Murphy hospitality. Murphy's law of hospitality. Yeah, Murphy's law of hospitality. That you will work night and then day. Like, I just don't know why it happens. It just does. But with 11 hours in between. Uh, most of the time, yeah. Mm. But by the time, you know, you've had your couple of martinis, Alice. That's probably why you don't like Sundays. It's the martinis. Anyway, clear that up, guys. Podcast yeah. over. <laughs> um, I just really like that stuff are just, you know, like, we just don't behave. We're, like, at our worst. We're so tired. And we've got, like, eye back for days. And then all of a sudden, like, 11.30 hits or whatever time you open or start. Then, like, you just have to smile, which I think is so funny because you have to pretend. And then I think our guests are often like, they just kind of, they're so needy. I just think any other service, people are like on their best behavior, just trying to like impress over their dining with. On Sunday, they're just so needy. It's a bit like giving breakfast to like stroppy six year olds who haven't had enough sleep. You've had your 9 p.m. ice cream because you nagged your mom. And then you're up at nine coming to our restaurant to make our life hell. And you're really needy. And then by the time they leave, they're like really kind of sprightly 12 year old girls, you know, who've just like got tickets to Bieber or something, you know, they like. <laughs> or the you... complete opposite. And they've terrorized you the entire day. Yeah. They're leaving in the same shitty state that they arrived They never in. do. They always come like on. come really angry and upset with everything and like want to go off menu and have avocados 
And then by the time they leave, they're like so happy with themselves. Or my favorite type, actually, of a brunch table. Well, I have two. Okay. Do tell. Um, I'll tell you my less favorite of my two favorites. I think my less favorite of the two favorites is the family mm. who basically try not to see each other. And when they do, they need to be somewhere that they can leave. And I think return times are great for that. You know, knowing that a table is needed back after an hour and a half is amazing for family. They are just awful to each other, but they can't be because they're not awake yet. So just like all the family dynamics kind of come alive within an hour and a half. Mm. But are you speaking in terms of you being the manager or you're the waiter who's having to experience this? From beginning to end. Well, nobody really operates at 100%. So we're on the Sunday. <laughs> so if you're like a waiter or a manager, you're basically doing the same job. Mm-hmm. I mean, often like the waiters are managing the managers and getting them to clear tables. So it's, it's all the same. I think Sunday is not about who's doing what. It's more about getting stuck in, just get that shit done. Get out. And also, so that's my second of my best favorites. My favorite is the affected couple. You know, they're always like, I like really cool dress, you know, probably in Birkenstocks. That's and they, cool. Huh? That's cool. Uh, Question? Uh, I mean, if I have to tell a Canadian about Birkenstocks. <laughs> I wouldn't say that Birkenstocks are the coolest shoe that like, somebody could be wearing. It's kind of like a statement of intent. You know, I've come here to relax. I am not very serious mm. about this meal. And they usually come with their like newspapers with their magazine lift outs. Or they're like magazines and they just, you know, they will have whatever you have if it sounds like it's from another country. They're probably not going to have a latte, they're probably just have a black coffee because, you know, they need a coffee. Mm. And they need to probably make sure that their pod- poached eggs are very softly poached. Gross. I like, why? Oh, anyway, no. We're not getting no. into that. We've already got <laughs> too <enough>. much conflict. <laughs> okay, um, so wait. So these so are this- my two faves. These are your favorites, but listed in least favorite to most most favorite. favorite. Okay. You're very optimistic about the Sunday thing, but this is a a trait of yours that anything that could be slightly odd or irritating, you always kind of flip the script. All humans are irritating. (laughs) All humans in restaurants are incredibly irritating. Especially on a Sunday. Especially on a Sunday. You have permission to just behave like you want to behave. You'd never go, go into like a department store and say... I think I'm going to go off menu today. Yeah, you can do that in a restaurant. You'd never go to Liberty and get uh, get your baby changed on the paying counter. <laughs> but people do that at a restaurant table. I just find such intense emotions. Yeah. The typical demographic of a Sunday brunch goer mm. are those who just did not want to go out on Saturday night, probably did not even want to go on a Sunday day, and you got them out. It's all your fault. I think Sunday people are the worst crowd to have come out. I think they're similar as the people who go out on, say, New Year's Eve or something, where you don't really go out very often, but then you'll go out very rarely on occasion on a Sunday for some some big event. No, I don't think brunch people are New Year's Eve people. Brunch people don't go out at night. I yeah, think, but New Year's Eve people don't go out at night. That's the thing. Oh, they do. They just usually go to chain restaurants. <laughs> um, I think uh, Saturday night and New Year's Eve are the same. I used to work somewhere 
uh, when I first came to London. And what did they used to call them? They used to call them the Saturday Gremlins. Saturday Gremlins? Yes. Okay. And, you know, and they're all fine until you wet them and then they go crazy. So until <laughs> they touch booze and they go mental. So unprofessional diners. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a whole nother category entirely. Yeah. 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 Well, so then who are you comparing Sunday people to? I think they're just people in their mid-30s who just want to see their family for an hour and a half. As much as I hate working on a Sunday, I do love going out for brunch on a Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mind being that person, but I think I'm really well behaved. I come in, I know what I want. I know the drink of choice. I I know the coffee. Just give me what I need and then and I'll be completely happy. Yeah, I think that sounds exactly like what you described about people you don't like. Give me what I need and I'll be happy. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm nice about it. Yep. That's the thing. I do. I can't, I can't help it. I really do love brunch. I think it's just one of those most basic things. Yep. And I just love being a basic bitch sometimes. Yep. And there's just so many endless possibilities with brunch. I love that brunch is just this world of opportunity and there's no rules. Um, sorry, let me rephrase. Uh, table wine H is for hypocrisy. <laughs> Um, no, I'm sorry, but brunch is the worst in the UK. Uh, coming from Australia, you definitely get amazing brunch there. Here it's just... Sorry, what does Australia do that's so much better? It's just everything. It's always so much more creative. It's a lot more laid back. London restaurants don't realise that it's Sunday. On a Sunday, they just behave like it's any other day. So they're very serious and they're very you know like it's all about the service like no just leave me alone and get me something really delicious so you're saying brunch in the uk is nothing special and that's the problem so they treat it like it's breakfast as any other day of the week as a guest as a so it's not worth going out for brunch on a sunday as a guest yeah so we can just eliminate Sunday brunch altogether because it doesn't work for anybody. <laughs> but it does. It works for us. It's so much fun. Just because you want to be entertained yeah. by the freaks. <laughs> okay, maybe that's harsh. Not freaks. Fools. <laughs> Fools. Wow, that's also harsh. <laughs> um, we're still on the word H today. Also, the, the strangest things have always happened on a Sunday brunch, mm. whether it's fake terrorist attacks, you know, used condoms on the tables. <laughs> I've seen all of this on a Sunday. I have not seen this on a Tuesday night. So some other restaurants that I worked in were open for Saturday dinners and it would be really late uh, nights that you'd have to work. And then we would come in on a Sunday to set up and you'd just find, you know, the most random shit in the crevices of couches or underneath and on the floor. Uh, uh- Couches and restaurants. I mean, sorry. that's so Canadian. <laughs> what? what because of the name of it? Or, sorry, sofa? 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 Restaurants don't have sofas. They're not living this rooms. This restaurant had a, well, what would you call it? A banquet. Okay. No, this place actually had couches. Okay. I think you like worked in a couches. pub, not a restaurant. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it was, it was an upholstered piece of furniture that had four legs and a back. Okay. And you would sit on it. Okay. So whatever you want to call that, we'll leave it there. Do you know, I used to work in a restaurant that also had a cocktail bar. I used to 
uh, Friday night. Actually, it was not Sunday brunch. Okay, this is Saturday brunch. But Friday night, all the real estate agents would come into the bar part and drink espresso martinis from 4 p.m. until 3 a.m. Espresso martinis? Espresso martinis. That's disgusting. Well, not only is it disgusting, it's basically crazy because it's just booze and caffeine. Yeah. And then at 3 a.m., once they left, and they never left um, by kind invitation, Mm. um, then I would need to get the bartenders who had also been consuming something that may give you the effect of caffeine and alcohol for (laughs) 12 hours. Um, Get them them to pack down the bar ready for me to come back at 9 a.m. for Saturday brunch. Saturday brunch is what, for me, is what you think of a Sunday brunch. Because I think you have to work all day Mm. and then all night. And that's awful. And if you're doing, say, a double shift, then you're doing three different services. Yeah, and like three different humans with three different attitudes. Like the Saturday brunch guest is similar to Sunday brunch, except Mm. they're still tired from Friday. Mm. So they still have that intense double neediness they haven't washed away the neediness totally yet they're very difficult and they usually come with children because you know you made a face just then did i yes well um and then (laughs) you little humans (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah see that's something i can say actually i really do love is children in the restaurant on say doesn't matter what service it is. I think they add so much levity to this situation. Yes, I think they are absolutely acceptable in a restaurant environment yeah. if they're tied to a chair, preferably with gaff tape on their mouths. Just- I think it's great because everyone's trying to be serious and kids just don't give a shit about anything. There is no reining in a child who just wants to cause chaos and so it just the parent they all of a sudden just have no energy to pay attention to something that might be going wrong and if the kid really starts acting up like that is just that is entertainment for me here you go have some orange yeah. juice <laughs> exactly. did you order another coca-cola no well i'm <laughs> gonna give you one because this is all unfolding beautifully and i like it kids are just amazing to have in the restaurant and if they are really going wild then if you're concerned about turn times you can always get that table back because definitely the parents want to leave do you know what i don't like about parents is that they just leave their children run around and what's worse is often without shoes true <laughs> I just don't understand. Would you walk in a restaurant without shoes? No. How could your child with much less immunity, especially if you work at Alison's um, ex-workplace, <laughs> that has yeah. uh, inverted commas sofas. <laughs> I just laugh at it. I think it's great. I mean, you know, I've seen people like somehow have like very strangely deep paper cuts, allergic reactions, um, diuretic situations, but I've never seen an injured child, sadly. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> uh, on a Sunday, I mean, I don't think I've, yeah, I said probably not too many disasters per se, but definitely disasters with the kitchen. So one of my favorite TV shows is Four in a Bed. Have you ever seen it? No. It's where four bed and breakfast owners travel around the UK and visit each other and stay and rate each other. Oh, it's like a reality show. Uh, it's kind of like a competition. It's not like Kim Kardashian's. 
Tashian. Tashians. Kind of. It's a bit more like Come Dine With Me or okay. Britain's Got Talent. It's like a reality show, but it's a competitive element. They always, always so fun watching them do the breakfast part because that's where they always screw it up and they always try I pretend that this is a normal breakfast. So they add about five different options that have never cooked in lies before. Terrible idea. Terrible, well, great <laughs> no. idea for TV. But never make something for other people that you've not tested out yourself at least twice. I mean, except for conversations. Okay, um, cool. But what's always, I find, incredibly strange is like they use these like weird egg circles to poach the eggs in. Have you ever seen them? So they're using something to poach the egg Again, it's in, like a weird like basket aid. or a circular kind of mold thing. And the poached eggs come out kind of like a burger patty, like round, Ew. like a discus. Ew. That's a nice word. <laughs> that is not how a poached egg should discus. look. <laughs> um, discus. Round and thick. And when you cut <laughs> through it, it's usually overcooked. And it's weirdly, yeah, weirdly gel- gelatinous. I really enjoy watching a TV show for that part because they never, almost never make proper poached eggs. Poached eggs are not a hard thing to make. That's untrue. They are the easiest thing. I can do a perfect poached egg every time. That's probably the only perfect thing you can do that you (laughs) spend all of your energy on figuring out. Hey, if there's one thing that you can perfect, I think it should be a poached egg because that's a skill I think every human should have. Every adult should have anyway. But yeah, what do you, how do you make a poached egg? Me, I don't. I buy it. That's how I make it. How I've seen it being made, yes, is that you get your water very hot. I guess almost boiling. You add vinegar, um, apple cider with the mother, is what I would do. Apple cider with a mother. With the mother, you know the thing with the floaties inside. Oh yeah, yeah. So like organic apple cider vinegar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that doesn't sound fun, does it? Apple cider with a mother. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Step one. (laughs) And then you like whisk the boiling water into kind of a a tornado effect and then you crack the egg into the tornado and then just let it do its thing pretty much the key i think you need vinegar if you have a good dollop of vinegar dollop splash you don't even need the circle of water you don't need the tornado in the pot but yeah slightly boiling vinegar and then the eggs have to be fresh though if they're not fresh, then you get all of those bits that just kind of take over the water and they kind of just fall apart. Well, that's ridiculous. Why would you get fresh eggs in London? I mean, well, not- and then so if you can't get fresh eggs, what I have found to work is having a sieve. And then if you crack the egg into the sieve and just like let it roll around, shake it in the sieve just a little bit, all the extra bits will come off. And then you just slide that into the water and then four minutes and it's perfect. Uh, and this is how, dear listeners, you know that uh, she's talking. I'm, I'm not sure she's ever poached egg in her life. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I love poached eggs. Actually, I haven't done it in a while. But they come up perfect when you do it like that. I've never, I don't think I've ever cooked eggs. I probably will like maybe fry an egg. But if I have gas over for breakfast, and that's because they're easy. Mm-hmm. Never scrambled. We'll never scramble. Why? No, it's just, there's a, I think with all cooking, you can... You can make do when you kind of get the flavors and textures right. But I think when it comes to cooking an egg, it's about technique and focus. Uh, I have neither. (laughs) It's true. Well, I'll cook you eggs. 
and then you'll know sure. I am an expert I've at seen, poaching an egg. I've seen your mimosas. I'm not sure I want your eggs. <laughs> I know. It's like the mimosas giving me heartburn now. <laughs> anyway, so what have we learned today? I don't think we've learned anything. We've Excellent. Learned... That's exactly what I was hoping for. You're not going to learn anything from us, actually. No. It's just us. You learn a lot about us. Yes. This is not educational and it's not meant to be. So at the least of all, I hope that you are entertained and we have many more topics to discuss. What can we look forward to next week? Something better than Canadian wine. <laughs> okay, so Pierre's picking the wine next week and then I will pick the topic. And I was leaning towards something such as horrible bosses. Oh, I like that. We, are, mm. uh, I feel like I'll take that personally. Pierre was once my horrible boss. Um, if you've got anything that you want to add, please find us on Insta. Oh, I should do that later, actually. Once we actually have the Instagram handle. You've got something to say, keep it to yourself. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much, Pierre. <laughs> That's a lovely way to end. <laughs>